Chapter One of War is a Racket by Smedley Butler, Major General, retired U.S. Marine Corps. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. War is a Racket by Smedley Butler, Major General, retired. Chapter One. Contents. Chapter One. War is a Racket. Chapter Two. Who makes the profits? Chapter Three. Who pays the bills? Chapter Four. How to smash this racket. Chapter Five. To hell with war. Smedley Darlington Butler, born Westchester, Pennsylvania, July thirtieth, eighteen eighty one. Educated Haverford School. Married Ethel C. Peters of Philadelphia, June thirtieth, nineteen o five. Awarded two Congressional Medals of Honor, one Capture of Veracruz, Mexico, nineteen fourteen, two Capture of Fort Riviere, Haiti, nineteen seventeen. Distinguished Service Medal, nineteen nineteen. Major General, United States Marine Corps. Retired October first, nineteen thirty one. On leave of absence to act as Director of Department of Safety, Philadelphia, nineteen thirty two. Lecturer, nineteen thirties. Republican candidate for Senate, nineteen thirty two. Died at Naval Hospital, Philadelphia, June twenty first, nineteen forty. For more information about Major General Butler, contact United States Marine Corps. Chapter One War is a Racket. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of the people. Only a small inside group knows what it is about." It is conducted for the benefit of the very few, at the expense of the very many. Out of war a few people make huge fortunes. In the World War I a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least twenty-one thousand new millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War that many admitted their huge blood gains in their income tax returns how many other war millionaires falsified their tax returns no one knows how many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle how many of them dug a trench how many of them knew what it meant to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout how many of them spent sleepless frightened nights ducking shells and shrapnel and machine-gun bullets how many of them parried a bayonet thrust of an enemy how many of them were wounded or killed in battle out of war nations acquire additional territory if they are victorious they just take it this newly acquired territory promptly is exploited by the few the self-same few who wrung dollars out of blood in the war. The general public shoulders the bill. And what is this bill? This bill renders a horrible accounting. 
newly placed gravestones mangled bodies shattered minds broken hearts and homes economic instability depression and all its attendant miseries backbreaking taxation for generations and generations for a great many years as a soldier i had a suspicion that war was a racket not until i retired to civil life did i fully realize it now that i see the international war clouds gathering as they are today i must face it and speak out again they are choosing sides france and russia met and agreed to stand side by side italy and austria hurried to make a similar agreement poland and germany cast sheep eyes at each other forgetting for the nonce one unique occasion their dispute over the polish corridor the assassination of king alexander of jugoslavia yugoslavia complicated matters jugoslavia and hungary long bitter enemies were almost at each other's throats italy was ready to jump in but france was waiting so was czechoslovakia all of them are looking ahead to war not the people not those who fight and pay and die only those who foment wars and remain safely at home to profit there are forty million men under arms in the world today and our statesmen and diplomats have the temerity to say that war is not in the making hell's bells are these forty million men being trained to be dancers not in italy to be sure premier mussolini knows what they are being trained for he at least is frank enough to speak out only the other day il duce in international conciliation the publication of the carnegie endowment for international peace said and above all fascism the more it considers and observes the future and the development of humanity quite apart from political considerations of the moment believes neither in the possibility nor the utility of perpetual peace war alone brings up to its highest tension all human energy and puts the stamp of nobility upon the people who have the courage to meet it undoubtedly mussolini means exactly what he says his well-trained army his great fleet of planes and even his navy are ready for war anxious for it apparently his recent stand at the side of hungary in the latter's dispute with jugoslavia showed that and the hurried mobilization of his troops on the austrian border after the assassination of dolphus showed it too there are others in europe too whose saber-rattling presages war sooner or later herr hitler with his rearming germany and his constant demands for more and more arms is an equal if not greater menace to peace france only recently increased the term of military service for its youth 
from a year to eighteen months yes all over nations are camping in their arms the mad dogs of europe are on the loose in the orient the maneuvering is more adroit back in nineteen o four when russia and japan fought we kicked out our old friends the russians and backed japan then our very generous international bankers were financing japan now the trend is to poison us against the japanese what does the open-door policy to china mean to us our trade with china is about ninety million dollars a year or the philippine islands we have spent about six hundred million dollars in the philippines in thirty-five years and we our bankers and industrialists and speculators have private investments there of less than two hundred million dollars then to save that china trade of about ninety million dollars or to protect these private investments of less than two hundred million dollars in the philippines we would be all stirred up to hate japan and go to war a war that might well cost us tens of billions of dollars hundreds of thousands of lives of americans and many more hundreds of thousands of physically maimed and mentally unbalanced men of course for this loss there would be a compensating profit fortunes would be made millions and billions of dollars would be piled up by a few munitions makers bankers shipbuilders manufacturers meat packers speculators they would fare well yes they are getting ready for another war why shouldn't they it pays high dividends but what does it profit the men who are killed what does it profit their mothers and sisters their wives and their sweethearts what does it profit their children what does it profit anyone except the very few to whom war means huge profits yes and what does it profit the nation take our own case until eighteen ninety eight we didn't own a bit of territory outside the mainland of north america at that time our national debt was a little more than one billion dollars then we became internationally minded we forgot or shunted aside the advice of the father of our country we forgot george washington's warning about entangling alliances we went to war we acquired outside territory at the end of the world war period as a direct result of our fiddling in international affairs our national debt had jumped to over twenty five billion dollars our total favorable trade balance during the twenty five year period was about twenty four billion dollars therefore on a purely bookkeeping basis we ran a little behind year for year and that foreign trade might well have been ours without the wars 
it would have been far cheaper not to say safer for the average american who pays the bills to stay out of foreign entanglements for a very few this racket like bootlegging and other underworld rackets brings fancy profits but the cost of operations is always transferred to the people who do not profit end of chapter one war is a racket read by john greenman